Big breath. And we're back. <laughs> we are back. They missed your laugh, your infectious laugh. Is that what they say? I don't know. I missed it. Oh. You have a great laugh. Oh, thank you. Do you know that? Do people tell you that? People do tell me that. They do. I like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you like laughing? Why, I don't know. Why do I find that annoying? <laughs> you find it annoying. I like laughing. Uh, um, you don't like laughing. What are you talking about? I laugh all the time. I'm Mr. Laffy. Laffy. That's what they call me. Uh, don't they? Do I not laugh? Actually, th- this, what we, we just did, is the first time that I've seen you laugh, like really laugh. Really? No. Laughing at you? La- yeah. Saying that you love to laugh? Yeah. Hmm. It was funny to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Are you Are you just happy all the time now? Have you reached a state of bliss, nirvana? You mean because of the work that I'm doing? I don't know. Um, you seem no. great. I, I feel great right now, but I, no. I, I, I've come to deeper levels of acceptance. Of what? Of myself, of people, what and were you their not humanity. Wow, well, well, really? Of people and humanity? Their humanity. My humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I'm still incredibly annoyed by them. I haven't accepted <laughs> them. I just find them annoying when I sit at home and stew. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we have to accept humanity right now, don't we? Because it's insane. Yeah, I guess so. That's I think that's probably what's happening. It's been hard to accept, I think, for a lot of people. Or with, or they're in denial. Well, you know, if you don't, you're just suffering, which I was. Hmm. So, yeah. Now you're laughing. <laughs> now I'm laughing. <laughs> Why? This is our first podcast in months. Mm-hmm. People have been asking... Where's the podcast? Curious. Why have longing, we not been longing, longing? I've gotten several, yeah, many texts, emails, you know, people just telling me that they missed the podcast hmm. and what they've gotten out of it. And, right. You know, no, there was no, there's no pressure uh, to have to do it. And they understand, you know, why would we, why would we, we would want, why would why we would not want to continue? But I think that people really got a lot out of it more than I was more than I realized. I think really, yeah, I think, I think that's true for me too. I mean, meaning I didn't really realize. I mean, you know, because I'm listening to it, I'm just really listening to to me and the things that I'm saying. And if it sounds interesting, but it's it it's hard to be objective. Obviously, I'm only aware of my verbal tics and not expressing myself perfectly and wondering <laughs> if people think I'm insane, <laughs> worried that I've said the wrong thing, offended somebody that nobody's going to want to work with me ever again. <laughs> That's what goes on in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, 
I'm surprised by, you know, I, just, I was having a conversation with someone who was telling me that I think that our relationship, you know, has helped people mm. in terms of just how I, I am with you, how you are with me. The honesty. Yeah. Honesty. Such a lonely word. That's, that's all. I love it when you sing. Really? Yeah. Uh, I sang great in Sweat Lodge last night. I, oh. I try not to evaluate. It's not so much I sang great, but I felt great when mm. I was singing. Let's say that. God, it was it must hot have been so as hell. Hot, yeah. Hot as hell. But I was into it. I don't know why. And I was just enjoying the songs, but it was super hot. And I, I wanted to sing more, but I cut it short. And Eric was like, thank you for the compassion. I was like, <laughs> it was my joy or compassion for you. I picked compassion for you. <laughs> um, the honesty, our relationship has helped people because of the way we communicate, the way we talk, the way we resolve our differences, the way we challenge each other. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think people get all sorts of things out of this podcast that I was not, I, I, I'm not aware of. Right. You know? um, but, you know, I think we're, we reveal things about ourselves, about the way that we think, about our, you know, we have our little quirks, you know, that we. It's humiliating. Yeah, exactly. It's so humiliating. Oh, Which wow. I think part is part of the reason why maybe we stopped. It's like, that was enough. It was enough. It was a lot. Yeah. Well, I didn't know where else. It, I mean, I didn't know where it, it, it felt like it had to evolve to something and, and maybe it didn't. Um, you know, we talked about having people on. Yeah. Adding somebody, Jana. I thought the Jana episode was great. Yeah. Somebody uh, on Instagram that I, I don't know, but uh, he listens to the podcast. He was suggesting that we have Diana on. Diana. Like, yeah. No. Absolutely not. I thought it was a great idea. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. You two gang up on me? No. Uh, Maybe. I, mean, I think she'd be open to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The people want to, you know, they want to hear from her. They want to hear it. The people want to hear from Diana. Do you hear that, Diana? The people want to hear from you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Well, I want to, how, how, do you want to share about how it's going with Diana? I feel like I want to ask. Uh, it's going, it's going great. Yeah. It's going great. It's what? It's amazing. Mm. Um, it's, uh, it's good. We've settled in and, uh, nice. I don't know. We're in a routine and we're living together and it feels comfortable and all of the anxiety over that I think is over. Um, mm. You know, we know each other. I think there's some acceptance, trust. So that puts a lot at ease. Mm. I think we're committed. And we're having fun. Mm. And I think we have shared goals and mission. And I think we're both working towards something, a shared life together. And I think that the the vision is, you know, it's it's uh, we're aligned. With that, 
And that feels good. So, I mean, it's still weird for me to be in partnership. There's still some part of me that's just wants to be alone. Mm-hmm. I, I need alone time, I, I realized. I mean, I, not I realized. I just I have to carve that out. I came over to your house um, for the first time for your birthday. Yeah. Um, How'd a we couple see? weeks ago. Well, I just want to tell you my experience mm-hmm. of that. Um, so I hadn't been to your house probably, I mean, definitely since Diana's moved in, mm-hmm. but um, it felt like it'd been like a year or something. It'd been a while since I'd, I'd mm-hmm. been there. And um, I walked in and immediately I was like, holy shit. It was like a completely different house. It was as if I'd walked in, like it was not not the same house. And everything had changed. All the decor, the, the furniture, everything was different. The colors of the walls, mm-hmm. what was on the walls, like everything was 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 changed. And it was absolutely stunningly beautiful. Yeah, she's and good. And it felt like, I was like, oh my God. Like I was so happy for you. Right. Like I just felt like this is correct. This is, this. I mean- you know, you're renting this house, right? So, yeah. like, the, the the walls were, like, weird colors, and, you know, the furniture was... I, I don't well, know. Was... Most ha- most rentals, they paint it white, but for some reason, every room has a different color. Yeah, it was, like, green and per- blue, and I, I don't know, it was purple. Well, the main room, it's, it's a big open space, and so there's two big open spaces, uh, one when you walk in, and then uh, you enter into the kitchen, and that's, a, you know, it's open. And it was all green. Yeah. Just very, I mean, you, you you get used to it after a while. It's not, it's not a, it wasn't a bad green. It right. It's just, it was green. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was little, weird. Yeah. In this suburban area, you know, it's right. like the, yeah, it was a, just, in any case. Well, we just painted it white. We just painted it to match the trim. Well, I mean, that maybe that's what you did, but. To me, it felt like everything was uh, not. No, we did. Our, we got. We you know. We spent a lot of money, and and we did it. Yeah, everything it was, was. It new. was designed. Everything was. It was designed. Yeah. yeah. She went to work for about. I don't know. Two months. Uh, couch, chair, rug, coffee table, uh, some other table cabinets and then she designed art created it printed it hung it yeah she went and then you know that the main room that's where we hang out and that was her her focus her priority and yeah it's it's incredible it's beautiful and now and then we you know did a little work in the in the front room and then she's now uh taken over the bedroom her mother said, uh, it's her princess room. <laughs> I think I'm allowed to go in. My clothes are in there. Uh, when she's not doing her, she does her work in there, her work with the Mayan astrology, right. Mayan calendar every morning. And yeah, she's in there, does her rituals and her prayers. And so she set up an altar in there and it's quite something. And you guys have separate rooms. We sleep, yeah, in separate rooms because right. uh, we just sleep better. And um, 
I'm not good if I'm not sleeping and neither of us sleep. I, I don't snore. I mean, I, I think I snore once in a while, but I, apparently I do this when I roll over on my one side. I usually sleep on my right side, but every once in a while, you know, I take a break and go over to my left side and I'm facing her. And I guess I do this like <laughs> every once in a while, just <laughs> apparently that's annoying. And uh, she kicked me out. No, I, I'm happy to sleep uh, alone. I was so surprised to hear that. I'm mm-hmm. grateful, actually, which I'll talk about because later. Because but... you, you got uh, some information that you're supposed to sleep alone. Yeah, I, I'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to say that that seeing your house the way that it was and, and you know, something about, like, the the artwork that she designed, these beautiful wood panels. Yeah. Um, when, you know, I, I, it was just the whole thing, but taking it in, I started crying. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it was, it really moved me to see the difference of like the beauty, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you know, I've known you for a long time now, you know? And so I don't know, there's something about the energy of the space that you were mm-hmm. in that just suddenly it was it felt right. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is right, you know, and it's felt so good. And I was mm-hmm. just so happy for both of you. And uh yeah. So I just wanted to tell you that, you know. And yeah. It's been good for me. Cause I wouldn't bother with any of that. Yeah. Especially I'm just renting the house, right. you know. But even when I own my house in Studio City there, I didn't do anything i mean i built it i mean i redid the whole house put an addition on redid the whole backyard that was interesting to me and of course then you have to paint it and all that and then i had to put furniture in but i had somebody do that yeah and that was it i don't i hardly hung anything on the wall i wasn't that interested in decorating uh the building is more interesting to me but she's into it she's into making things beautiful yeah, and she, I I guess what I could feel is that she did it with love. Yes. You know, she did it with her love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't do that just for anyone. Right. You know? Well, she did it for herself. Let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's be honest here, okay? Come on. Is that true? No, I, I mean, she would, yes. She would... Yes, it is true. And it's, no, she did it for, she did it for us, of course. Um, yeah, no, she she wants to she wanted to make a nice home for us. Yeah, exactly. It's a priority for her, and 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 I understood that it made sense to me. She's like, it's you know, you want to come home to to a beautiful house. Yeah. It's going to make you feel good, and no, she's great, and she you know she and she always looks pretty. Like mm. she takes care of herself, mm. you know. So she's pretty for me. Like everything's. You know, she's that's a value, right? She wants things to be beautiful, and and that's yeah, that's nice. It's nice because mm-hmm. I'm I can tend towards being a little on the masculine side mm-hmm. in certain ways, mm-hmm. but just you know, I, I have a I only have so much bandwidth for the things that I'm interested in, and and by the time I get to let's decorate the house, I'm like, yeah, I don't have time for that. Right? Yeah not interested so it just kind of sits there right Mm -hmm. well it feels like it's good for you Mm -hmm. it's good for me (laughs) (laughs) i know it is good for me Mm -hmm. it's all good no i'm 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 good Mm. i'm 
I mean, I feel like I'm in some kind of transition as well. Like there's some expansion that wants to come. So I'm, I'm feeling the tension of that excitement of it as well as the vision becomes clearer. But uh, yeah, I just feel, yeah, wanting some expansion, growth, new challenge, new endeavor. So, Do you know what it is or you just feel the desire for it? I think I'm getting closer to knowing what it is. I, well, I'm going to Romania. Oh, wow. Flying there Monday to interview Andrew Tate. Oh, my God. So we're going to hang out, <laughs> talk. Oh, this is so awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that you're sharing this with me right now. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, I just, I literally, literally just booked the flight. Wow. We've been communicating for a couple of weeks. I uh, He reached out to me right before he got canceled off all social media. He reached out to me, left me a voicemail on Instagram saying... That, uh, you know, he's getting all these offers for podcasts, but he's not really interested. Uh, he, he wants to do a podcast with me. He's like, mm. you're, you're, you were the best interviewer that I've, I've had most interesting. You're smart, you're challenging. And, uh, I want to, if you're, you know, open to it, obviously, you know, he's aware that, I mean, I don't want to mind read him, but that he's sort of, uh, you know, in some people's mind, he's toxic. So mm -hmm. associating yourself with him it, it carries risk. So he was just checking in with me. If you're open to it, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do another interview because, of course, we did this first one about three years ago before he really blew up. I mean, he was, you know, he was known, but he was not worldwide known or Internet worldwide known the way he is now. And uh, and that that interview was really uh, good. I, I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't I didn't think that much of it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed him. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt like I got him and I felt like he saw that I got him and there was a rapport and we, we had fun. It was fun. And then I didn't hear from him. And then he messaged me on Twitter about six months later, said he finally saw the podcast and he said he thought that it was the best interview anyone had ever done with him, which mm -hmm. I was surprised by, but obviously happy about. And then I started seeing comments from his fans on the video saying, this is the best interview. This is the best interview with Tate. Um, and that continued on and on and on and on. And, uh, so he'd, he'd reached out to me and then, and then he got kicked off social media, like within 48 hours of him wow. reaching out to me. Oh, cause I responded like, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's figure it out. And then boom, he was gone. Mm. And then I thought, well, I'll just wait for him to and just for, Mm -hmm. I mean, are we making an assumption that everybody knows what Andrew happened? Tate? Yeah. Uh, well, you can Google him. All right. Okay. I mean, well, he's, yeah, he's, uh, well, I don't know. Who is he? Former uh, four-time world champion, kickboxer, inter internet entrepreneur, internet personality, wildly controversial, extremely wealthy, uh, says a lot of incredibly provocative things. Uh, people would, a lot of people would consider him a misogynist. 
outspoken, you know, Trump-esque, maybe, that kind of bold, brash character, highly intelligent, opinionated, and a lot of people don't like him. And got canceled because? Uh, well, he got canceled in one day. Obviously, it was by all social media, so it was a coordinated effort. Uh, I don't know. He said something that was considered misogynistic. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but I think he was just gaining a lot of power and influence. And uh, he was talking directly to the youth. And that not that what they killed Socrates for, corrupting the youth? The establishment uh, does not like people who are emboldening the youth. And he was uh, had a lot of uh, young men listening to him, and uh, they didn't like the messages that he was uh, propagating around women, although I think that a lot of that was distorted. I mean, he did say some crazy shit, but it's hard to tell with him what he actually means because he's, you know, when you're trying to get popular popular on the internet, you have to be controversial. So you're going to say a lot of incredible, incredibly provocative things. And I saw it like kind of like locker room talk the way, you know, it's he's I could see the humor in it. I could see what he was doing. So I didn't buy it at face value. But if you don't see that, you just see this brash guy saying this crazy shit. You think that he's telling men that, I don't know, women are whores and should stay at home and all the rest of it. Uh, he's old school, certainly, you know, as a you know, provider and believes that, uh, his woman should obey him. And, uh, that's his, his dynamic. Right. And, and, and I understand why people don't like that. Although I don't think it, again, it's quite the way they think it is. Uh, he's, it's in it. Like when he, when he lays it all out, it's okay. Fair enough. Like if that's the, if that's a dynamic you're interested in, there's a lot of women that would be interested in that dynamic. Right. So he doesn't, he's, you know, doesn't have a problem getting dates. That's for sure. So he got kicked off and then uh, came back on Rumble, kept talking, kept doing his thing. Then, then more and more people started to interview him. And then he was, I guess, about six months ago, arrested in Romania no charges, but the speculation was human trafficking. Mm. And he was in jail for, I don't know, three, four months, maybe, maybe, maybe longer, maybe six. And then he's been under house arrest. And then he was finally charged two weeks ago with rape and mm. yeah, human trafficking and some organized crime stuff. He says he's completely innocent. Uh, there are text messages that are out there that are apparently real from two of the women who are accusing him. Uh, who they're talking directly about setting him up. Mm. So there is a feeling that he is being set up, uh, you know, that these these charges aren't real. Uh, but we'll find out. Ta- there are text messages that are out between these two women? Two Two women. Yeah. Who are trying to set him up. They're saying, oh, let's say this, we'll say this, we'll say this, we'll get money. You know, the typical thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. I I don't... He says he's innocent. I'm not going to bother talking to him about it because what's the point? I know I already know what he's going to say. I didn't do it. So there's, there's really no point. It's all going to play out in the trial. I don't know. 
I, I I'm I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't really I, I'm open. If he did it, then you know he should go to jail. If it's if it's true, if it's real, I don't get the vibe that he's a rapist. Um, there were videos that came out of him, uh, like, like I, I don't know what was he doing. He was like humiliating a girl. I don't know if he was beating her, but he was definitely like f- super physical with her. Mm-hmm. However, there's another part of that video that that wasn't circulated with the same woman where. It seems like it's post-sex, and she's like, is that all you got? You know, you didn't even hit me that hard. And it was very clear that this is the game they played. Mm. And then that woman came out, made two separate public statements saying, that's what we were into. It was totally consensual. Mm. He's a great guy. A lot of women came out uh, who had dated him and said, he's a great guy. He's not a bad guy. He's not physically or mentally or verbally abusive. So... Who knows? Mm. Um, we'll see. I think, I mean, I don't know. I think he's a good guy, but maybe he's, maybe his shadow got the best of him in certain moments. Are you going to, you're going out there to do a podcast or? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I finally reached out to him after he was uh, charged. And then I saw his interview. He did two interviews, one with the BBC and one with Patrick Bet David. And I watched the BBC interview and I I just I, I just saw some things. I saw some things in, in the interaction and uh and then also in his interview interview with Patrick Bet David. Patrick Bet David was uh is a friendly, like they're they're friends. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a he's direct, but he's it's a friendly interview. The BBC obviously was not. They were uh, aggressive and and asking all the this, this stupid questions like you, three years ago you said this you know it's the, the gotcha stuff which is it's just boring I mean you have this in, this guy who's living this interesting life why don't why don't you just talk to him mm. from a place of curiosity so he that interview was not interesting but I I, I just saw some things and I thought you know I, I think there's something that I can get out of him that other people can't and I think he's he want he's open to it. Obviously, he reached out to me, and I I think he has an instinct about that. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not into therapy, but mm-hmm. I also think maybe I don't know. I don't want to say I don't want to say too much, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe I well, you can draw your own conclusions about why he would want to be interviewed by me, right? Yeah, as opposed to all the other people who would love to interview him. Mm-hmm. So would I, and I'm, you know, I'm going to ask him about it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. Very. Yeah. He's curious. He likes me. He's something. And I, 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 you know, he's psychopathic in, in the way that I'm psychopathic. So I don't, I don't, I'm not scared by him. I'm, I'm, I see what that is because I have that. It was the same with Trump. It doesn't, I, but I can see how other people would be extremely triggered and threatened and afraid of mm-hmm. that energy because of what it represents to mm-hmm. them. And which is why some people are triggered and afraid uh, and of me mm-hmm. when I come with that energy. Uh, I, I understand that, mm. but it doesn't, uh, I mean, I see, I see through it. So it doesn't, cause I, cause I know it in myself and I know what it actually is. So yeah, we'll see. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah. Obviously. Well, you like him. I like him. Yeah. 
I like him. And uh, I'm, I'm interested in just getting to know him a little more and and seeing where that goes and and just being around that is is going to be interesting for me. I'm excited for you. Mhm. This mm-hmm. is this is what you're saying. This is part of your transition into moving into bigger stuff. Yeah. Into stuff that is exciting and stuff that like lights you up, you know. Yeah, it lights me you... up. Yeah, I I I'm nervous. It's like, okay, I'm going to oh. I'm flying all the way over there. I you know, there's a lot of expectation from him you know he he said let's do something impactful Mm. like okay so Mm. there's a lot it feels like on me but i'm not you know i just i'll just drop in a tune and and go Mm -hmm. and I'll, i'll probably have a little sheet with some questions just in case i feel stuck or unsure where to go but otherwise i'm just gonna sit and vibe and have a conversation and he's open mm-hmm. he's 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 wide open mm-hmm. uh, so he you can ask him anything and we'll see what happens mm-hmm. wow and there's a lot of people that don't like him mm-hmm. so that reflects on me how do you feel about that i, I mean i guess i want to say i don't care I don't know if that's true. Is it true? Kinda. Uh-huh. I mean, of course, there's a part of me that cares. I'm, you know, people won't see me, or, but it's okay. I have to do what I want to do. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've been saying stuff, you know, free. I mean, on the podcast, but just even on Instagram, made a couple of videos about my thoughts about what's going on with the transgender and took a lot of heat for that. Mm. But, you know, here's the thing. Every time I look back, even with this podcast and I, or I'll listen to what I said, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Like I stand by that Mm. like that. And that's holding up over time. It holds up. So I'm really proud Mm. of all of it, Mm -hmm. of, all of it, all the things that I've said. Maybe there's ways that I've said them that haven't been optimal, could have been refined. But I'm also compassionate towards myself. I was in my defense. I was being attacked. I I was angry. I, I was resentful. I, I, I was, you know, people, I was being attacked. I mean, I'm still sort of, there's some bitter, I mean, the vaccine thing is still, I don't really care because I, I didn't, you know, by that point, of course, people were like, he's not getting the vax. But just that there's no accountability. There's no, we're just going on uh, with life. It, it's not so much that individuals, but it's it's just more the establishment, the government, you know, that they're just getting on with it, even though the whole thing was complete charade. They lied about everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, it's just amazing to me that there's, no accountability, no reconciliation, no nothing. We're just going to get on with it and pretend like it didn't happen. You mean you're still holding on to some something there? Is that what you mean? I'm, well, I'm I'm concerned. I I I think you there were there was corruption. Very clearly, there was mass corruption and lies 
and those lies were uh, they weren't they were known. They knew that they were lying, and that's that's a problem. The government lied to us about this vaccine and uh, used that lie to enforce, at least socially enforce through coercion and shame, uh, mandates. But the whole thing was based on a lie that it stops transmission. That's the only reason to to assert mandates. But that was not true. So and they knew it wasn't true. So is your concern that because they're not taking ownership of that, that there's a possibility of it happening again? Of course. They're mm-hmm. gonna turn it, they're gonna do the same thing with climate change. Mm-hmm. It's gonna turn to the next thing. We're gonna we gotta have climate change lockdowns, the world's gonna end. Um, we gotta do this, no more meat. You can't drive on Sundays. I mean, it, it's explicit. This isn't a conspiracy theory. They want to reduce the number of cars on the road by 2050, by like 80% or something. It's all like the World Economic Forum. It's all on their website. You can see they want to reduce air travel. Not for them. They'll be flying around in the private jets. But for the plebes, we don't get to travel because climate change. It's insane. It's just total control mechanism which is you know what the world is it's what power does inevitably so we're just i think it's hard for people to come to terms with that because if you actually come to terms with it you have to face reality and face the truth that our leaders are uh, corrupt and power hungry and don't really have our best interests at heart I think that's a hard thing to to face. We want to believe that Joe Biden and Trudeau are are good guys looking out for us, doing the right thing. But they're not. They're corrupted. They're psychopathic. They're liars. And people might say, well, they're well-meaning. And I would say, no, they're, they're not. I mean, just look at the results, right? But I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's scared. I'm scared of that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's I mean, we're being gaslit daily. But I'm off Twitter for a week. I'm off Twitter for six, well, six weeks for Fortify Your Soul. And then I, then that goes right into Sundance. So it'll, it'll be a couple months off Twitter. I got to say my mental health is better. <laughs> it's always better when you're off Twitter. I know. <laughs> it is. I'm not paying attention to it. There's really no point. I already. Well, I guess I know what it is. I've reconciled to it. So there's really no need to get the updates. It's just, it's, it's a different version of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the news of the day, but it's just, it's all it's going to do is confirm what I already know. Which is? That this just, this, the system is completely corrupt. Oh. It's, you know, politicians are, are bought and sold and it's probably we're, living through the decline of the American empire. And as it's declining, people are going to uh, take what they can get while mm-hmm. it's on the way down. They're, they're, they have their own self-interests and it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Cycles of history. And you could call that, I mean, I think mm-hmm. you look through history, there's just acts of evil consistently throughout history 
and I, I think we're living through such a time and I think I think there's evil is being perpetrated I think what's happening I mean this just the transgender thing it's just it's it's out of control did you have you seen what is a woman Mm-mm. it's worth watching that's a documentary yeah it's a documentary Matt Walsh she goes around and talks to all of these different you know, some doctors who are practicing uh, uh, you know doing transgender uh, affirming care for children and uh, uh, academics and his central question is what is you know what is a woman you know mm. because of course it's like well if a transgender woman is a woman well, what is that well it's a woman well what is that and you, what you start to see is that all of these people are insane and that uh, they're in the grips of ideology and their arguments don't really make sense when they're put to the test. And they all get incredibly defensive and angry when asked these, what I think are basic questions. And so that it reveals that they they are, yeah, it's a cult, basically. And uh, it's dark. It's very, very dark these uh, puberty blockers are not uh, irreversible uh they're exper- or experimental drug just like the vaccine mm. and it's also crazy we're just going to put puberty on hold why to give the child more time to to what think about what they want to do it's, it's, just let nature run its course it'll all be taken care of it's a kind of transhumanism uh, you know, and it's it's sinful. Mm. You know, you're you're going against God's will, my will. It's it's self will. I want what I want. I'm going to defy nature. I'm going to defy God. That's that's not good. You can't do that. It's not not not. You can do it, but there will be repercussions for yourself. I know, I know that because. Whenever I'm in the grips of my own self-will, it's I suffer. So just on that basic spiritual principle, it, it makes no sense to me. What you know? Listen, you turn eighteen, you want to do whatever you want to do, but children, I don't think so. Why do you think this is happening right now? Like, do you have a? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, you know, there's speculation that there's things in the water the chemicals or something in the water you know alex jones is famous uh it's turning the frogs gay uh but that's true Mm -hmm. uh rfk talks about some, some i can't i don't know something that's in the water that's been put in the water that um in frogs causes them to um, the males to some turn into females or stop reproducing, mm. uh, lose their sperm or whatever their sexual organs in some way. So that's concerning. Uh, so maybe it's a environmental issue, but it's also apparently symptomatic of a nation in decline when empires fall the population tends to go towards androgyny that happened in ancient greece it happened in rome 
So that's also a pattern. So it may just be a, something that's inevitable, uh, that the, the culture loses its polarity, mm-hmm. and uh, which you know I think you need. You know, polarity between the masculine and the feminine creates a, a tension, an energy. Uh, and I think when you when you lose that, um, you lose uh, kind of strength and power. And so maybe this mm-hmm. is just what has to happen. So there's there's one part of me that's just like, okay, this is what's happening. Uh, we have to just let it happen. Uh, don't worry about it. And there's another part of me that sees what they're doing to children and is outraged and just feels like I have to say, I just have to say something. I just have to make a public. I'm just like, this is how I feel about it. I can't just sit here and not say what I see. This is fucking crazy. And that's it. I'm not going to become some activist, but I just felt like I had some responsibility just at least to my own conscience Mm. to say how I feel and what I see. Do you feel like you've said everything that you've wanted to say? Not really. I could say more. I mean, I've said I've probably said everything that I wanted to say on this podcast over the mm-hmm. over the last year and a half or so. But I'm I'm in acceptance of it pretty much, and I'm just focusing on myself and on my work, and because I think that's the best way to to fight it is mm-hmm. to uh, make sure that I'm taking care of myself, taking care of those that I love, uh, focused on my work. Try to do good work, keep myself in a good place, in a good mindset, focus on the the good in the world, the beauty in the world, and help people continue to grow and evolve and change. And Because I think we are going through a difficult time, and I think it's confusing for people, whether they're aware of it or not. We can all feel that it's, it's crazy, whether they're per- whether people are perfectly conscious of it or not, or concerned with it or not, like we can feel there's something uh, unsettling about what's happening in the world, and it's out of control, and there's things we don't know. So I think that's having a, a deep psychic effect on people coming out of the Trump era, coming out of COVID. And I think, yeah, a lot of anxiety and fear and uncertainty. So, you know, people need help. They need community. They need uh, leadership. So I guess that's what I've decided I'm going to focus on. Hmm. You know, fight it indirectly. That's what you've decided you want to focus on. Well, yeah, I mean... the simplest way to put it is just I'm just going to focus on God, mm. on my relationship with God, and letting that inform the decisions that I make, and let that radiate out, and let those that are drawn to me and in my work come. And that's it. Well, I mean, and I don't know if this is. I guess, you know, we've been talking about our work, your work, my work, you know, and where you want to go with it. Yeah. And you've been somewhat ambivalent Mm -hmm. and 
not really excited in terms of where you were going. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you say your work, I'm curious where you are right in this moment. I mean, obviously, like you're about to go to Romania. So that's, yeah. that's something new, you know. Um, but I'm just wondering, you know, like, yeah, like where, like if you, yeah, if you know where you want to go. I'm of two minds. That makes sense. You're a Gemini. <laughs> right. Um, there's a part of me that just wants to get some land and build a yurt and build a sweat lodge and get some farm animals and let people find me. Mm. Get off social media mm-hmm. and just keep it simple. And just let people find me, mm-hmm. not advertise or try to, here I am. I'm, I, 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 there's some part of me that's really resisting the social media game right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be out there promoting. That that feels really good to me. I mean, maybe maybe there's more work I have to do to get there. Maybe that's not next year or now maybe that's five years from now i think that that is ultimately where i'm going to get to i hope but i just feel like i want to have more impact if i'm if i'm going to be playing this game i would like to have more impact Mm. so the workshops we've been doing here have been amazing um, powerful but they're small groups of people and and those have an impact but I guess there's a part of me that wants to have more impact and I don't entirely know what that looks like. I mean, I have ideas, but that requires, yeah, getting on social media and strategizing and branding and really creating a a company and really going for it in a very, uh, conscious intentional way with a plan and more mainstream in a sense more more business oriented uh you know really focused on growth and 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 our work is hard to do with large groups of people the way that we like to do it Mm. it works best with smaller groups you know, I mean, 2024, 20, it's still a relatively small group. But beyond that, it's it's hard mm-hmm. uh, to keep, to, to do it the way that we like to do it, to get to the intensity, to, to build the, that container, um, that kind of intimacy, so we can go to the places that we want to go to. So it creates a, it creates a bind mm. for me, because I can go and do, you know, Danny Morell's thing in front of 50 people, uh, and which was great, you know. Uh, and you have, I definitely felt like I had an impact, um, but you're just giving people a very simple experience. I mean, it's a, it, it, in that moment, it's enough for them. Mm. It's enough uh, because of just the format and the dynamics of 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 the room and and of the the numbers. But yeah, so maybe and maybe it's some combination. Maybe it's being able to go attract a, a hundred people. And do something with them and then also have the retreats where, okay, if you want to go deeper, really, then, then 
you know, come to this retreat. So, you know, there's probably some sweet spot. Mm. But if we want to get 50, 100 in a room, that's going to require an effort, mm-hmm. uh, advertising and videos and clar- really clarifying the message and putting myself out there and talking and podcasts and being more presentational. And I guess there's some part of me that doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I did that for years as an actor and I'm just, I, I want to just be like shaman guy with my beard on my farm. Not worried about any of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of almost, I feel like I'm too old for that. Like I'm watching younger people do it and I, and I get it. You know, they're trying to prove themselves They're They have a lot of energy and excitement about that, but I don't, I don't have that same need or desire to be seen mm-hmm. or to prove myself. Mm-hmm. I just want to work. It's really about the work and it's about the satisfaction I get out of the work and, and about getting, uh, watch, seeing people get it. Mm. And that's, that's exciting mm-hmm. to see people over the course of the weekend. It, it clicks suddenly, you know, first day sort of like, what the fuck is this? And there's often some resistance and maybe some frustration. And then they come back the second day and then things start to happen. And then they start to get it. And then they see the power of it. And then they see how that can translate into their world, into their life and the power of it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's an exciting moment. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people are getting it over the course of just a weekend is pretty, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's fun. That's fun. Mm. Not the first day. It's not fun. (laughs) The first day you always want to quit. (laughs) Yeah, it's just cool because you got to hold all of that resistance. Mm -hmm. Right. You got to be patient and just relax into it because there's no no release. Mm -hmm. There can be, but it happens every time. This is how it always is. It's like the first time I was like, uh, this isn't fun. I don't think they're having fun. I don't know if they get it. I don't know if they like it. I don't know if they like me. Do they think I'm crazy? And then they come back the next day and then something cracks and then, and then we, it opens up and then it's on and then, then it's fun. Mm. What about you? You mean where am I at? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm still really enjoying my my one-on-one work, and I, I do enjoy the workshops with you, and I'm doing the training with Jana, and we're, you know, in the process of creating now a two-year program, yeah. which we just asked you to be part of. And right. I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that feels good. Um, and, you know, I think I've talked a little bit about this on podcast, but, you know, now I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm all the way into human design and it has really impacted my life and in a way that I think is going to affect my work. It is affecting my work. I'm using it, you know, Mm -hmm. in a way with my clients that I never have before. I'm using it with, with with everyone around me, with you, you right. know, with Ferd, with 
Jana, like Jana's super into it too, you know, which is great. I'm, I'm so happy about that. Um, I'm taking my first course, you know, it feels official now, you know, and I'm learning so much, uh, about myself, but also, you know, I think the, the reason why I love it so much too, is because of how it combines so beautifully, I think with, with the work that we do. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, you know, like the work that we do is really about helping people get clear about what their defense, their defense systems have been, you know, and the way that they hold back and the resistance of bringing themselves out and human design to me, what it's, I mean, it's called the science of differentiation and that each person is so uniquely designed, you know, we can have similarities and we're all human, but there are differences and what those differences are to those are those differences are to be honored celebrated Mm. you know and 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 a lot of times people have a lot of shame around those specific things that make them uniquely unique you know Mm -hmm. and so i found that for myself and also it's like what i what i'm seeing in that system in the same way that, that, you know, that you found in Lakota, you know, in the, the work that you do there spiritually in any system, you know, whether it's core, whether it's course of miracles, whether it's, you know, I don't know, there's many, many ways to the same thing, but human design also has, like, I, I, I've seen it. It's like, there's a way like you can get to the next level there, you Mm. know, and what that means is that you can get to a place where you are connected to completely to yourself, God, whatever that, you know, whatever you want to call it, like you're connected. And there's a place where you're connected and a place where you're not connected. Right. And having um, the awareness of those places is what I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with, you know, and it feels good. It feels like, like there's a way in which I'm seeing the world that's, that's, it's flipped on, on like the way that I was seeing it before is not the same way I was before. And that feels really exciting. I'm trying out new things such as, you know, like the idea behind having to sleep with my husband every right. night, you know, your like, human design said you're not supposed to sleep. I mean, human design says that nobody's supposed to sleep with each other, you know, like yeah, on, that makes sense. It, it, only because we take in so much of other people's energy their their aura mm-hmm. their their stuff you know and so to have space to clear out that so that you can feel yourself that's the idea i've known about this for the you know last 6 7 years that i've i've been in human design you know looking at it but you know there's a way in which it's like i don't think that's for me i don't want to do that and you know i don't know if it's good for me but this past a couple weeks ago something happened and I suddenly was like, I want to try this out. I want to see if I, if I spend eight hours a night in a different room than my husband, like, will I feel differently, you know? And so I've been trying it out and it is different. The moment I close the door, it's like all the ambient noise goes away. I'm suddenly, it's, it's like a weird feeling. Like it's like I close the door I'm like, whoa, like all the energy that the buzz that I feel in life, you know, it's like 
it goes quiet. Right. Like, oh. And I, I, I'm, I'm having a different experience of myself. Mm. And, you know, I'm having, I'm somebody, I've talked about this for years, you know, I've done years of dream analysis, you know, and human design has a different way of viewing dreams. Like the dreams are, are actually just kind of in a way more of the Maya, more of just the world, more of just like your mental activity expressing itself in a different, you know, like. So not a reflection of the unconscious. It can be, it can be, but a lot of it is just kind of, you know, they don't say this, but it's the way that I take it. It's, it's kind of like mental masturbation, you know, really? in a way. But and there must be a some reason that we dream, right? Like it, it might we must be working something out. Exactly. And so, like in my design, my specific, I have this, you know, specific channel that I have. I'm I'm processing past experiences all mm. the time. Like my brain is very actively processing past experiences, mine or other people's. Uh huh. And sometimes or other people's. Well, like I, that's what we do, you know, like we help people process their past, you know, yeah. so that they can move into the present and be clear about what those past experiences, like you want, you, you're trying to be get, you're trying to get clear about what that was for, for you, uh -huh. you know? And so if a dream can enlighten you in that way, that's great. But if it, you know, a lot of it is, is in, in human design, it's not that. You know, it's just, it's just more of the, the bullshit, you know? And so, and, and a lot of times people are interpreting it incorrectly. So in the same way that we're interpreting life incorrectly. Right. So I appreciate that, like looking hmm. at it that way. I mean, the way that the teacher that I'm learning from right now, Alok Diaz, um, the way he looks at it is the moment he wakes up he's he's wake woken up in the dream and i like that he's woken up into like, the dream he does he's he's he, he told me like he's he's not somebody who actually remembers his dreams uh -huh. so when he actually wakes up he's like now now i'm wait now this is the dream right yes and i'm awake in it and what's going to happen in this this right this is the dream this is the dream and what am I going to do here? You know, it's kind of cool to think about it that way. That life is a lucid dream. Exactly. And you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think that's right. I mean, it, 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 it's wild because, I you know, for me, somebody who has made decisions based on my dreams, you know, about myself and about my life, to to go from that to like what he said to me was like ignore your dreams really unless a lot of people make decisions i mean the lakota are very into dreams yeah and have you know do a lot of dream analysis and they they're guides i mean yoshi doesn't he calls them visions i had a vision and i think that there is that aspect to mm -hmm. it but i again you know I think the way that I've I've taken every dream as something you know symbolic, and I'm, it's like yeah. maybe if I I just have been experimenting with it. Hmm. And do you do you remember your dreams often? 
Uh, you know, when I was doing the dream analysis, like there's a way in which when you practice remembering your dreams, you write it down right after you wake up. Yeah. You know, like I can remember my dreams. Um, you know, sometimes I, I wake up to a, a dream. It's so disturbing. It will disturb my whole day, you know, really? like, like kind of I'm, I'm off. Hmm. And so there's something very freeing about, uh, not paying attention to them hmm. and paying attention to what's actually happening right now. You know, like what's happening in this, like waking up to this dream. Hmm. Like I, I'm, it's, it's like just looking at you right now. Oh, you're part of my dream right now. Right. I've been having a lot of dreams lately and remembering them. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so interesting. You're, so you're the opposite. Like, cause you were somebody who didn't remember your dream. I, I go in and out. I, I sometimes I remember my dreams, but yeah, there was a period of time where I wasn't. But I, I guess I'm back to having vivid dreams and basically remembering them. Yeah. And how do you? What do you do with your dreams? I think about it. I I I just try to connect to the feeling of it. I don't necessarily uh, assign too much meaning to anything or make decisions. I I just check like if if it like i had a dream that i was driving in a car and the brakes failed and you know it seems like a classic dream and i wasn't concerned about it i was back up in idlewild and hmm. i had to figure out a way to to stop the car which i did and ended up crashing it which was good because it's like oh, okay i get to get another car which i i need another car new car because i've had this car for so long and yeah car no brakes i I mean i don't know like it's got to mean something or it's 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 to me it's like is it you know symbolizing some feeling like life like like things are out of control or Hmm. or something's moving in a direction i have to stop it or i don't know how to stop it something like that Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Is that how you feel? There's yeah, there's some element that I'm caught in something that I don't know how to get out of. Oh. Oh. That uh-huh. I want to get out of and I don't know how to get out of. And it it Yeah. What I mean, can, Yeah. Mhm. Can you say what that is? Well, I, I think we, you know, we sort of talked about it. Just yeah. feeling like not fully, not that I'm not satisfied with the work, but there's something else that that wants to emerge. Some some other something expansive. It has to expand. Like where I'm at is not enough. Mm-hmm. It's it's I'm losing interest, um, and. There, there must be a risk for me. Well, I, I'm, I'm asking to, take. to talk about it right now because I can feel like it's like I feel the same. Mm-hmm. Like there's something in the therapy. Yeah, you know, I'm saying that in quotes that we do. It's like it's limited. Yeah, and there's something more that I want. I, there's a different place I want to go to in myself and in the work and, in, yeah. you know, like with other people. 
and I don't exactly know what that is, mm -hmm. but I can feel whatever whatever this is that we've been doing, I feel the limits now, yeah. you know, that I didn't feel before. And so I know, I guess I'm, 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 I'm with you now, like in a way that I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't sure. Well, there's a way that we could make what we're doing work. I mean, we could keep growing it and we could create a program or do like what I just did with the men was amazing. You know, 16 weeks online, we met every Monday and I gave them homework. It was like a program, but it was just a lot of, you know, checking in, processing, you know, building the foundation, creating connection, um, dealing with what was going on in their lives right now. And then we all came together at the end of that 16 weeks and did a, did a weekend here with a sweat lodge. And it was, it was awesome. It was mm. super powerful and life-changing, mm. I think, for those guys. And it was for me. And that felt great. Mm. And I could see doing more of that. I could see doing more of that with what we're doing. Like, oh, that would make sense. We could do, maybe it doesn't have to be 16 weeks, but you could do some three-month program and end it all with a retreat. And I mean, there's a million manifestations of that that lots of different people are doing. And there's a format that's there that exists that, that does work that some part of me is resisting or doesn't want to commit to. And then I judge myself. Well, that's how you do it. This is how this stuff works. If you want to uh, be successful with this or reach more people, you got to do this and this and this and this. And there's part of me that's like, yeah, but I don't want to. Mm. And is that my defense or is that some, is there some other direction I want to go or some other impulse or something new that wants to get created or a different way that I want to think about and approach my work because I'm probably stuck in some old paradigm, mm -hmm. what I learned mm -hmm. from Anne and then what I see here in Austin because everybody's doing all kinds of different things here in Austin, off offerings and workshops and, you know, and so you look at all that and you think, well, I guess that's what I'm supposed to be doing, or that's what I should be doing. And but there's some part of me that's like, eh, I don't. I mean, we are doing it, but also, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of just surrendered to it, meaning waiting for something else. I, I, I because I, I can't. You can't be searching for it. You can't. Mm -hmm. You can't try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You just have to let it come and, and trust and see what happens. Mm -hmm. But there's probably something that wants to happen that's not fully in my awareness or your awareness, our awareness. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it's scary or maybe it's just not time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. But something, I'm not satisfied mm. here. Like I'm not sat, like something, like, you know, there's some, there's some edge I have to cross. There's some, something new, mm -hmm. some growth, mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. I mean, so yeah, this Andrew Tate thing, I think is a representation mm. of that. It's, it's some move towards, 
expansion. It's a it's a risk. It's certainly exposure potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to do for me. Could do a lot. Could do nothing. Could do a lot. I mean, if if the interview is good, and a lot of people watch it, and a lot of influential people watch it, I don't know. I don't know what could happen. Mm. I'll be on their radar. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what am I going to do with that? What does that lead to? I don't know if it leads to anything. I'm certainly not. Uh, I'm not doing it for that reason. I don't have any expectation out of it. I just want to do it to do it, which is kind of what I want to do. Just do things to do them. Mm. Like do what feels fun and interesting to me. And I guess that also becomes part of the problem. Maybe that's why now that we're talking about it, why this podcast has been difficult for me because maybe there's things that I want to say that I can't say or that I hold back from saying because I'm caught in this role as a quote-unquote psychotherapist and there's a certain way that I'm supposed to show up and obviously I've pushed the boundary of that Mm -hmm. but there's more boundary to be pushed Mm -hmm. or and but then there's I could push it so far that I almost feel like I put myself out of the game Uh uh-huh right but maybe that's fine right I don't know. So there, that's, I think, why. There's things that I'm like, well, we can't really talk about that in the podcast. I can't really say that. You know, clients are listening. And I mean, obviously, there's things we can't talk about in the podcast because they involve things that happen at workshops. And, yeah. you know, but that's a different thing. Right. But there's just a different, you know, a way of showing up, a way of revealing myself. And, and maybe that's just my own fear or insecurity or maybe I have a distortion there. But something. I don't want to be worried about anything. I don't want to be worried about how I am in the world. I don't want to be worried about my image. I don't want to be worried about my brand. I don't want to be. I don't want to think on those terms. Mm-hmm. I just want to create what I want to create unapologetically, without concern about the meaning of it or the value that it holds for society or whether it's profitable or, or good for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a business sense mm-hmm. in career sense. And I want to be practical mm-hmm. also. I want to be mindful I want to earn a good living. But maybe, yeah, maybe there's something that wants to, something's not, it's caught. There's some resistance. Something's not flowing all the way. Although, again, I think this, because I reached out to him mm-hmm. boldly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I was assertive. Yeah, he he reached out to you, and then that. Yeah, he reached out to me, so I knew there was already the invitation, right? But then then I didn't hear from him, and I waited, and I waited a year, I don't know, um, and thought, well, I'll just you know I'll wait for him. You know, he reached out to me once; he'll reach out to me again when the time is right. I'll pop into his consciousness, and and when I do, and he reaches out, that'll be the right time. But I just, I don't know, something decide, I decided, no, I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to say, let's do it. And and I want to talk to you. And I have things I want to, you know, I have things I want to say. I got some information for you, bro. Mm-hmm. 
mm. things I'm seeing that might be useful for you mm. from my, you know, my role as a psychotherapist. And he responded to that favorably. Mm. So that felt good. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And so maybe, yeah, I would like to work with, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To have it, to try to have an influence on people who have mass influence. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I, I can, I can do that. I, I, I feel like I know how to speak their language, mm-hmm. how to connect, how to uh, help them feel safe or just, you know, use the right language, reach them. There's just some sense I have that I, that I can. And that would be interesting to me until it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that would be a phase, but yeah, it's like, who's your ideal client? Mm-hmm. That's a question, you know, you're, you're supposed to ask yourself. And, you know, I asked myself that a lot. And then the last time I asked myself that question, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't have a, there's no one popping into my head. And then he popped into my head. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's my ideal. Cl- yeah, that would be great. And so then I reached out to him. And now I'm flying to Romania. Wow. Mm-hmm. So maybe something's happening. I mean, it feels very exciting when you're talking. I mean, to, to me anyway, because I think that there's some way in which I have been feeling something similar, uh, like that there's some way in which it's like I don't, I don't want to box myself into something that I yeah. can't get out of. Yeah, exactly. You know? And this role is a box, you know, as a therapist, you know, it's, it's a box and, you know, there's, there's transference, you know, and the, that you have to hold and there's, you know, like a, 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 a yeah, a kind of role that you play yeah. for people. And, and it comes at a cost. It does come it at a, a cost. It has a very large psychic cost. And I've witnessed uh, the cost that it has, that, that you know, some of our mentors, teachers have sure. paid. Sure. And I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want it either. I don't want it. And I think that there's a way, there's got to be a way to help people without paying that cost. Yeah. And that's what I'm... Well, I, I, you you could make the argument that if you're paying that cost... It's not, not really helping. You're not really helping Exactly. That, that there's some If you're not shadow. free, how can you set them free? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I do think that's a blind spot. I do too. I mean, I, I remember teaching at the core Institute in new, I went there for a workshop to, I assisted, they had, you know, they have these weekends. I mean, they have the, the training module, but then they have a, a weekend for new people to come in and, and they have their own little workshop. And obviously it's to get them to, and they're, they're with all the people who are in the program to 
a lot of them sign up, right? So I was assisting that after my, uh, between my fourth year and fifth year. And I remember going into the, at the end of the whole module with all the whole faculty and everybody was exhausted, mm. depleted. Mm-hmm. And they were all great people and they did hard work and they did good work, but they were just depleted. And everybody's eating chips, like the oral, like, ah, nah, rah, you know, because you're, you know, you, you have to subvert your own needs mm-hmm. uh, for the, and that the clients have, you know, all kinds of needs that you're attending to. And so, you know, I just saw that oral, everybody's eating, everybody's eating. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't good. You guys shouldn't be depleted. Mm-hmm. I mean, tired, a regular tired. You put effort in, but not depleted. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's it. You feel energized, but it's the subverted need, right? You know, and I think I don't know something about being the blank slate. For people, you know, yeah. I mean, there is a, a way in which it's, it's, you know, for me, it's definitely been of service in some way to, to have that, you know, the the good mom, you know, with Anne sure. or, you know, the good dad, sure. you know, all, like all of that. There, There is, there is value in that. But there is, it's almost like a way that the therapist gets to hide. Uh-huh their own need, you yeah. know, like I can feel it in myself. I can feel how I would do that, how I do have done that uh-huh. and, and not given myself what I need in that place, mm-hmm. you know, at, as a, like, this is a way for me to stay in a certain stay, like it's, it's a way for Safe. me to stay with the unmet need, you know, with the, in the child place, uh-huh. and there's something off. It's so off, you know. And I, I guess I've been witnessing it, and I've been seeing it in myself. And I'm like, no, I don't, not, no, I've, I've got to like what I want, what I need. Like, like I, I really have to take care of myself in all the different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. And that. I think that this podcast actually has been helpful in yeah. a certain way to kind of take me out of that place. And, you know, you lose certain people. I have definitely, you know, I mean, the podcast that we did with Jana. Uh, you lost people? I, I lost my sister. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we've talked about no. that. You know, she, you, you put a trailer together. I posted on Instagram. My sister saw it. You know, it was the, the, the thing about, you know, Jan and I doing that exercise where, you know, we were we were acting out, you know, certain roles, like our yeah. cruelty. And I was acting out my cruelty towards my sister. Right. Because of the pain that I had felt that yeah, I she, didn't I really she express. missed the ending of that. I mean, I don't, I don't think she necessarily understood, but she didn't want to have a conversation about it. She just basically said, take me off of, you know, take my children off of your Instagram feed. I don't, you know, like she didn't want to follow her children on, on, uh, like take anything, anything that I'd posted about her kids off of my Instagram. Wow. And, you know, we haven't had any contact since then. 
Um, and that's intense. It's intense. Yeah. And so, but it's, it's been very freeing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I haven't had any contact with my, well, I, I did wish my mother and my father happy mothers and father's day and mm-hmm. they replied and it was sweet, you know? Um, but I haven't really had contact with them since September and, you know, there is a way in which I have freed myself and, uh, you know, like by allowing myself to be seen in ways yeah. that maybe if I had really stayed with the way that I, my image of what a therapist is supposed to be, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have posted that, you know, yeah. and I wouldn't be doing this podcast, but there's other things that I can feel like want to come out, you know, and, um, like you're saying that if I really come out all the way, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. What I'm clear about is the old model. I don't want to pay that price. I agree. I, I'm, I'm clear on that too. I'm very, very clear. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, I just, like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that there were, there weren't, weren't gifts from that. You know, I want to, igno- I want to make sure, you know, the acknowledgement of what I received from that. And, and. What do you mean? What you learned? Yeah. From your teachers? Yeah. Of course. And, you know, like what has come before, you know. Of course. But yeah, I think maybe what's happening is that you and I and you know other people are seeing like it's that that's it's a limited there's 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 more, and I you know, or, or we just don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. That yes, that like it's maybe it's fine. Maybe that is the yes. best if you really want to yes. serve. Like that's actually the best way. Be a blank slate. Don't be on social media. Your clients shouldn't know your opinions on anything. Yeah, and that's right. They just can project all their stuff onto you, and you—you—that's you, the best way to serve them. I—I I, I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Did you watch couples therapy? I watched uh, one episode. <laughs> Because oh, wow. it, it was like I don't know. It was what did just, you think? Were you judging it? No, no, no. It was. I thought it was really good. Yeah. It was just because that was the you know. It was, then you had to get the. Oh, you had to buy the yeah. subscription or whatever. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's like three sh- bucks an episode or something. Showtime or yeah. Right. No, you don't have to buy this. You can buy it. Just buy individual episodes. You can buy the season. Oh, okay. You don't have to subscribe to Showtime. Have you watched the whole? Thing? I've watched the first two seasons. Oh. And yeah. how, how is it? It's good. She's really good. She's interesting. The couples are interesting. I mean, you know, the, I'm, I, I think they, I know that they shot a lot of different couples and not all of them made the cut. So, you know, it appears that they all, it's all happy endings basically or moving towards happiness and reconciliation. But I did see in her some depletion. Mm. I saw... You don't really know much about her. You know she has a kid. There's no man around. She's got her supervisor. 
And those, all the conversations are interesting. She's very skilled. She's very passionate. She's definitely helping people. And she just, to me, again, it's it, you're, you're getting these little slices. It's edited together. Who knows? But I did get the feeling that she's lonely, like she's isolated. She's there, and and she talked about it. And like, mm. there's a co- there's a, a cost. Yeah, exactly. And I was just watching her, and you know, with admiration, but thinking, I don't. That's not. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't that thing that she's doing. I don't want that life. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in mm-hmm. that. So. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. Not I'm, Are all therapists like that? You know, I don't want to make that judgment, you know, because I think that there probably are people who are genuinely, passionately doing what they love and not, like, I don't know, Flynn Skidmore or, you know, some of these people that right. that we follow on Instagram, you know. They kind of look like they're having a good life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, you know, for some people, this is the way. You for know? Now, yeah, he's young. But, but I, he, I, could, he could outgrow this and want to do something else in five years. But who knows? Or maybe this is what he does until the day he dies. But what, you're, what you just said feels right. Like, I don't want to do it in this way. I don't want to. I don't want to be depleted. Yeah. I don't want to, like... I don't want to be in that box. Yeah. So stop bugging me, clients, okay? I've had enough of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Lay off. Well, I st- I want to work with people, but I also want to like be a full expression of myself, you know? Right. Yeah. I feel like I yeah, I I, I mean I feel like I am in the workshops pretty much. This, yeah. which is why I like the workshops. I don't I don't really feel like I'm holding back. But something Mm-hmm. Final thoughts? Mm. Oaxaca. There it is again. Oh my God. That's crazy. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? You got a water bottle water bottle that says Oaxaca. I see what it's all I see is Oaxaca everywhere I look for the last year. God, have you talked about that on Oaxaca? this? I don't think so. So you've you've gotten signs, to- relentless signs. I just see Oaxaca everywhere. I mean, I understand confirmation bias, people. I understand the Dunning Kruger effect. However, when I heard Shaman Dave move to Oaxaca, I had this immediate hit. Like, I want to move to Oaxaca. I didn't even know what Oaxaca was. I knew it was Mexico. <laughs> But just there was an immediate, that sounds great. And then I just was started that the first? seeing. Yeah, first time I ever heard of Oaxaca. Oh, okay. I didn't know Oaxaca City. I mean, I heard. I guess I'd heard the word, but I didn't know anything. And so I just started seeing it everywhere. Guy showed up at Lodge, T-shirt, just, you know, there's, a, there's some Oaxaca brand and H-E-B, just everywhere. And, you know, I brought it up with Diana. I said, what about Oaxaca? What do you know about Oaxaca? She's like, oh, I want to go to Oaxaca. So we went to Oaxaca. We had we had a great time. Oaxaca City is an amazing city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the, the, the center part of the city, the, the, all the cafes and the restaurants. It's it's great. It's 
you know, it's, and it's, I don't know if I'd want to live in the city, but where Dave lives is Port Escondido. It's beach town. Although the only problem there is it's 90 degrees all year round. Oh, okay. It's just never not 90. All right. But you're on the beach. It's a big wave uh, surfer place because they got big waves. So, uh, but it's a hard place to get to right now. Mm. But they're building a road that goes from Oaxaca to Port Escondido. Right now, it's a mountain road. It takes seven hours, but they've built a road cutting through the mountains. It's going to take two hours. Mm. So they're anticipating that that place is going to become more popular or in the, in the places along the coast there that are nearby there. Apparently there is one place, I forget the name of it, but it's the new, it's Tulum 20 years ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little hippie yoga spot. So I don't know. Oaxaca. Well, and then you just looked at my water bottle and it says Oaxaca. That's we, I, I, we went to Oaxaca. I don't know. Maybe, now it's been like three years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Ferd got this water That's bottle. the center. It's That's so where funny. they really do uh, Day of the Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Oaxaca's the kind of the spot. Yeah. We love Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's so weird. <laughs> well, what does uh, human design say about that? About I mean, what? Well, it's, it has a different view on dreams, but what does it think about signs and synchronicity? Does it delve into that? Mm. I take that shit really fucking seriously. Yeah. I mean, even if it's my own awareness noticing it, my awareness is noticing it. Uh-huh. So there's some part of my awareness that's wanting that. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. If it's is it the universe telling me I have to use move to Oaxaca or is there some part of me that has an instinct? Mm-hmm. Either way, that's what I'm seeing. That's mm-hmm. what I'm noticing. I have to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just fun to do that. <laughs> fun to live your life that way. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know shit, man. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the rational mind is useless, practically. I mean, according to your human design chart, you are a sacral right. authority, which means that decisions need to be made in the moment from your gut. Right. And so when you see Oaxaca, do you have a gut yes or yeah, a gut no? Yeah, of course. You know? I mean, right. there's... Well, what about this? What about that? That's well, your I mind. This I wanted that because it has a right. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. But... So, but but the gut is somewhere below your throat. You know, that's... you know. And Dave had a well. Dave had a dream. Did I tell you this? So Shaman Dave yeah. was down there. He doesn't call himself Shaman Dave because <laughs> people say he calls himself Shaman. I'm like, no, I call him Shaman Dave. Relax. <laughs> um. Dave, who is a fucking shaman, by the way. If there's anybody that should be called a shaman, it's Dave. <laughs> but um, he, you know, we met up down there. He came in. He drove in. He actually... Had, Seven hour. No, he, he did the dirt road, the unfinished, because the road's oh. not finished. So there's like 
certain number of miles where it's you got to drive on the dirt road. And so he had a four by four and made it barely. And then, and then got on the main road and drove. So he kind of cheated his way in, you know, it's Mexico. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, he got in and not, not two hours, but, but you know, two and a half or something. And he said, uh, he was very, he was insistent. He really wanted to to see us. Mm. And the night before, he said, "You know, I had a, I had a dream. Mm. Something you were in my dream. I've never you've never been in any of my dreams. And this guy lives by his dreams, right? Yeah. And he said, uh, yeah, something about like land and, and Texas. And we were together, like so. And I I have a feeling there's some. I've always felt a connection with him for some reason. There's mm-hmm. some maybe it's because he's Canadian, but." some way that we're going to work together. Mm. I don't know. Something. Mm-hmm. And so he had that dream. I don't know. You know, he used to work with Gabor Mate. He used to do, Gabor Mate used to do his, uh, these week long workshops and his, what does he call it? Compassionate inquiry. Mm. And so during the day, Gabor would, you know, lead the people in, in, you know, his, his, his thing. And then at night, not every night, but, during the week, a couple of nights, two, three nights, they would do ayahuasca ceremonies with mm. Dave. So that was a thing that they did for a lot of years. And uh, yeah, I could see doing something like that mm-hmm. with Dave with this work. Mm-hmm. I think I know that he's open to it. I mean, I think he's in the, you know, he, he worked very, very hard for 20 plus years. And I don't think he wants to get back into it the way that he he was, you know, mm-hmm. which was working a lot. Mm-hmm. And now he's you know, slowed down with his family, but I don't know. He, I mean, he's you know, he's gonna get back into it to some degree. So he maybe is. there's something there. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, he's he'll, some way. What is I he think, doing now? He's just hanging out. Oh, he's hanging. Out. I mean, he's he's, uh, you know, they're they're tending to their land, and they're, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's busy, mm-hmm. but uh, he's not working a lot right now Mm. um he's not ready to go back to work Mm. Mm -hmm. the covid he shut it down Mm. so anyway we'll see oaxaca come to oaxaca if you want to if you want to work with me you're gonna have to come to oaxaca which is great (laughs) yeah it's like you're gonna have to come you Uh get to come (laughs) right (laughs) you get to come to oaxaca And I'm going to have to learn to speak Spanish or not because Diana speaks Spanish. So Duolingo. I actually liked it. Huh? Duolingo. Five minutes a day. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning Spanish. It's My good. My brain's not going to learn it. <laughs> I don't want, I liked not having, I was just like silent. Everybody's speaking Spanish. Diana translate. I thought it was perfect. Uh, uh-huh. I don't have to talk. Right. It's just like everything's taken care of for me. Of me. I, don't have to, I don't have to look at the menu. What are they? Just listening. It's like having a personal assistant all the time. <laughs> so I'm all about it. I'm not going to learn the language. All right. Is that enough? It is. Thank you. Thank you.